Good morning, everyone. I said good morning, everyone. All right. Welcome to the inauguration of the 45th mayor of the city of Milwaukee. My name is Makda Fisahaya. I am the former Chief Human Resources Officer for the City of Milwaukee and currently the Associate Vice Chancellor of Human Resources for University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. I have the great honor and pleasure of serving as today's Master of Ceremonies. We have a great program scheduled for today to celebrate and witness this historic moment in Milwaukee history. To begin our program today, Please join me in welcoming another history maker in City of Milwaukee history, Milwaukee native, and the first black and Latina chair of the Milwaukee County Board of Supervisors, Chairwoman Marcelia Nicholson. Good morning. My name is Marcelia Nicholson, Chairwoman of Milwaukee County Board of Supervisors, and I'm honored to be here in this space with all of you to welcome you to this historical occasion. It is the perfect day. I mean the perfect day. <laughs> to inaugurate the city of Milwaukee's first black mayor, Cavalier Johnson. We are living history right now. This is what Milwaukee looks like. <laughs> Mayor Johnson, Milwaukee sees you. It sees your beautiful family, and we are so proud. You know, the mayor and I have a few things in common. We grew up in Milwaukee. We both saw joy and pain in our neighborhoods in the 53206 zip code. We also both know a thing or two about being the first or the youngest to achieve something. When Chevy was sworn in as Common Council President, the day before my colleagues elected me board chair, we made a commitment to one another to work together for the betterment of our community. And during his time as Common Council President, Cavalier was an ally and a friend. It truly has been a pleasure to know you and to work with you because I know you are what we need today. The mayor's lived experiences, along with his humble roots, a strong Wisconsin work ethic, and a Badger's commitment to public service are good and necessary for Milwaukee. Mayor Johnson will represent us all, and he will give us his best. Yes. Being the first is not easy. Remember that. Being the first is not easy. But given what you have accomplished so far, Mr. Mayor, I know you will continue to make us proud. Today, we welcome this new and bright era of leadership in this historical moment. Let's give it up one more time for our new mayor, Mayor Cavalier Johnson.
congratulations, Milwaukee. And I'm <laughs> honored to kick it back to Ms. Bessa Hyatt. Thank you, Chairwoman. <laughs> At this time, if you are able, please rise for the presentation of the colors presented by the illustrious Milwaukee Fire Department Color Guard. Please remain standing as we welcome Praise Motivated, a community choir with roots in Milwaukee Public Schools with a 25-year history in the city of Milwaukee. Praise Motivated is directed by Anthony McGahee, and they will lead us today in the national anthem. motivated for that rendition of the national anthem. Give him another hand. It is now my delight to welcome the son of Mayor Cavalier Johnson, Oliver Carlson, who will lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance. Oliver.
Oliver, thank you so much. That was perfect. That's our future governor, y'all. <laughs> At this time, please be seated. It is now my humble pleasure to introduce Bishop Sedgwick Daniels to offer our invocation. Bishop Daniels currently serves as a celebrated pastor of Holy Redeemer Institutional Church of God in Christ. He is a member of the National General Board for the Church of God in Christ and as a prelate for the Wisconsin First Jurisdiction, overseeing more than 100 congregations. Please join Bishop Daniels in bowing your heads at this time. Good morning to you. Good morning. Let me say to you, I stand today to offer a word of prayer and invocation. I understand that by embracing faith and hope, we certainly can ascend courageously to new horizons. I am a living testimony recently as I stand, though I look somewhat infirmed. Just a few months ago, accidentally, the medical professionals here in our community gave me the wrong medicine, which shut down my kidneys completely, placed me on dialysis, and put me in ICU for 21 days. But thanks be to our God. Not only has the Lord restored and restoring my body, but I was lifted off dialysis and I'm completely recovering. So I am grateful and I am thankful. And I know the power of prayer. For over 40 years, I've had the privilege of ministering here in Milwaukee as a religious faith leader. And I pray today and offer my congratulations to our city, to our state, to our new mayor. And I say I stand with you, and I will be very brief because a minister can be long. <laughs> because there is so much hope for the city of Milwaukee. And while others look with despair, I am certain my work is not done, nor is yours. And now the Lord has given to us and our community has chosen a leader to take us to new dimensions and to higher heights. With this faith, let us pray. We come to thee now, 
We come to thee through the tradition of our ancestors we come. We come to thee today, dear God, because it is in thee, O oh Lord, do we put our trust. You protect cities. You bring about favor and blessings. And though the world is in crisis, you are able to speak a word and to give to us knowledge and insight and hope that can transform communities. We invoke your presence on our town today, that the crime would be reduced and that families would be restored and that people will in a real way, dear Lord, appreciate and love one another and respect each other. We pray for our new leader of our community as we stand shoulder to shoulder to support the work and all those that are assigned to vanguard our community, bless them. Give them wisdom, give them insight, give them direction. You've said in your word that except you keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. Bless dear Lord our leaders, our city leaders, our state leaders, our governmental leaders all over the world, dear Lord. Bless our officers, bless our firemen, bless our teachers, bless our people, bless our community. God bless America. God bless Milwaukee. So we thank you. We thank you for the new hope that we see. We thank you. We thank you for the dawning of a new day. We thank you. We thank you for the inspiration and we thank you for we see our city growing and better and stronger because of leadership, unity, and love. These things we ask in your name. And we thank you in advance for the miraculous things you shall do all across our community. And it is so. In the name of the Lord we pray. Amen. Thank you, Bishop Daniels, for that beautiful testimony and that beautiful invocation. We are so blessed to have you here and as a leader in our community. Now, there are many esteemed guests here today in our presence, and I want to take a moment to acknowledge them. Elected officials from every level of government, public servants, community leaders, and all those who make our city strong, we thank you and we recognize you today. And we especially recognize that although today we inaugurate a mayor, he does not govern the city of Milwaukee alone. If I could ask all of the members of the Milwaukee Common Council to please rise and be recognized. Thank you all for your service. Thank you for all that you do to make our city stronger. I also want to pay special recognition to the family of Mayor Johnson. We are honored to celebrate here today with you on this joyous occasion, and we thank you for sharing him with the city of Milwaukee. Thank you. 
It is now my pleasure to introduce our first speaker, another history maker, Senator Tammy Baldwin. Senator Baldwin was first elected to the Senate in 2012 after serving in the U.S. House of Representatives in the Wisconsin Assembly and on the Dane County Board of Supervisors. Senator Baldwin. Good morning. Thank you so much for that welcome, and it is so great to be back in Milwaukee. Um, I want to thank uh, Bishop Daniels for that invocation. And to all of those from our faith community, I am so grateful for the opportunity to join you today. To all the community leaders, educators, and elected officials, including my good friends, Tony, Gwen, and David, um, I am so honored to be a part of this inauguration. Yes, this inauguration, or as I like to call it, a celebration of a city that we all love and the son of this city, who we also all love. So I can't tell you how excited I am to celebrate with all of you. Last week, I had this extraordinary opportunity to be a part of history, voting as your senator to confirm Judge Katanji Brown Jackson. Yeah. that sentence because it all sounds good together. <laughs> to be our next justice on the United States Supreme Court. But last week, you all made history too by electing Cavalier Johnson as the mayor of Milwaukee. Together we both showed that we can, in fact, be guided by our state motto to move history in one direction, and that's forward. Okay. Now, I first met Cavalier when he was an undergrad at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And I can tell you, he was an organizer back then. But as I've had the pleasure of getting to know Chevy over the past several years, I know how deeply committed he is to serving the city of Milwaukee. When you meet him, you can just tell how inspired he is by the people of this great city. And I know he will go to work each day for this city and work just as hard as all of you do to create a better life for you and your families. How do I know this? Well, I know I ran for Senate and won in 2012, and the people of Wisconsin made history. But as I said then, I didn't run to make history. I ran to make a difference, a difference in people's lives. And 
the very, the very same thing is true of Mayor Johnson. He understands that for the first time in our 176-year history, Milwaukee has elected its first black mayor. He recognizes what that means to young people who can look up to him and feel a little more hope and encouragement that they too can do really big things. And he also knows that this new day, this new opportunity to do big things, he knows what that means to everyone in Milwaukee. With Cavalier Johnson as Milwaukee's next mayor, we will join together as one community and work to build a safer, stronger, more prosperous Milwaukee. I know that I am committed to being a federal partner along with Congresswoman Moore. And I know that Governor Evers is dedicated to being a strong state partner, as he already has been. <laughs> and I know that we are all inspired to seize this opportunity together. We do have our challenges, of course. We do have problems to fix, of course. But there is one thing that I know. When others talk down to Milwaukee and put limits on what we can achieve, we aren't going to be deterred. We, aren't going, we are going to work that much harder to bring people together and to stay focused on lifting each other up. That is who we are. That is what Milwaukee is all about. And now, let's celebrate this historic moment and let us all be inspired to get to work together to help our new mayor build a stronger Milwaukee. And, and now I would like to introduce someone who has worked very hard to deli deliver results for Milwaukee our governor, Tony Evers. Good morning, everybody. Oh, please. This is your name. Thank you so much. Good morning, Milwaukee. It is an honor to be here today for this historic, historic celebration. I was talking to people on the way in. I haven't been this excited since I was inaugurated mayor. <laughs> this, this is huge. Mr. Mayor, congratulations. I can say without a doubt, you have made your family, the city of Milwaukee, and our state very, very proud. your unprecedented landslide election to become the first elected black mayor in Milwaukee's 176-year history is your victory, Mr. Mayor. But even more than that, it's also a story of so many Milwaukeeans who have come before you. 
Yes, it's a pitiful, a pivotal, excuse me, pivotal. <laughs> Completely the opposite. <laughs> a pivotal with a V. And defining moment for the city, and it reflects all Milwaukee has overcome. Being elected the youngest mayor of Milwaukee in 80 years reflects a new generation of leadership. So this victory is also a story of the future of Milwaukee yet to become. For the first time in 176 years, kids across the city will look to their city's leader and see somebody who looks like them. And that matters, folks. Those kids will see somebody who grew up not only in a neighborhood like theirs, but in their neighborhood, and one of Milwaukee's own from 53206. Somebody who, somebody who went to the same neighborhood hangout spots and same schools, a proud Bayview High School graduate, just like them. They'll see a leader who's working every day to bring people together from every corner of Milwaukee to tackle the challenges ahead of us. Over the past few months, I've had the pleasure of working with Mayor Johnson on many of these challenges, from supporting Milwaukee's growth through investing in economic development, tourism, and small business owners who were the hardest hit by this pandemic and who historically lacked the capital and the opportunities, to improving the quality of life for all Milwaukeeans with investments in neighborhood community projects like affordable housing and early learning and childcare for kids and families, to investing in public safety initiatives that will help keep people, keep people safe with a public health approach to violence prevention through the city's Office of Violence Prevention and expanding 414 Life, just to name a few. Done a lot already, Mayor. <laughs> and I look forward to continuing to work together to support Wisconsin's largest city and number one economic driver because Milwaukee, or Wisconsin's success depends on Milwaukee's success, period. <laughs> Mayor Johnson has already proven he's ready to leave because he already has, and I know he will be a strategic partner to keep our state moving forward. So with that, congratulations, Mayor Johnson. I wish you and Milwaukee nothing but the best in the next chapter. So with that, it is my pleasure and honor to do, introduce our next speaker this morning, the incomparable, the one and only, <laughs> Congresswoman Gwen Moore. I tell you, I am so proud of His Excellency Tony Evers. I am for all that he has really done. And I just want to say it's so good to be here in the company of our United States Senator, Tammy Baldwin. You know, 
They had to invite somebody to speak that was going to go way, way back. I met, I met Cavalier when he was 17 years old. And he was trying to serve my sister a glass of wine. She had requested a glass of red wine, and Gerard Randall intervened quickly. Said, no, no, I'll get that. Because he was campaigning then. There you are, Gerard. You know, I'm telling the truth about this. And he declared then to me that he was going to be the mayor of Milwaukee, <laughs> age 17. And now he knows my nickname for him at this point. He is now a mob boss. <laughs> and I say that because he, his children are Madison, Oliver, and Bella, the mob. Now, Madison and Bella, of course, are these beautiful twins. And you all saw Oliver up here practicing. Get used to it, Oliver. I, I swear, uh, I, I remember our former mayor, Tom Barrett. You know, poor little Tommy had to come around. I would make him sing in order to get a piece of birthday cake. So pathetic. I can just hear Chevy now talking to Dominique. Dominique, can you give me a vowel? That would be Oliver. Everybody else isn't. Anyway, Milwaukee is so very, very proud to have elected someone who, like a phoenix, rose from the ashes of 53206. The first black elected mayor of the city of Milwaukee, Cavalier Johnson. You know, long before Chevy was born, Milwaukee hemorrhaged tens of thousands of, of good union paying jobs, jobs that carried health care with them. Jobs that where you literally could walk to work to go to Briggs and, you know, to go to Briggs or to go to A.L. Smith. And we in Milwaukee had the best middle class black community in the United States of America. And now you hear about our community where it's the worst place in the country for black children. This is what our new mayor is inheriting. And so while we have these wild aspirations for our mayor, I just want to say to you, when, when he decides to disrupt the kinds of institutions and systems that have created that, y'all got to have his back at that point, too. One thing you got to do is just, he's got to have great partners. 
Now, we're glad we elected him, but y'all, the turnout was pathetic. Come on now. And, 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 and you know, you, you just look, I'm just looking at this front row here. We have, a, we have a United States senator that, but, you know, here we have a health care crisis, but she's the reason. She, Tammy Baldwin, is that you can stay on your parents' health insurance till you're 26 years old. Tammy Baldwin. Two granddaughters through college with that policy. Thank you, Tammy. We need somebody like His Excellency Tony Evers as a partner so that when the federal funding comes in, that they allocate it to Milwaukee and not have prejudice against Milwaukee. Magic wand, y'all. I meant to bring in mine, but I forgot it. Memory gone. He cannot get rid of these lead pipes if people don't vote for the infrastructure bill. And so while we have great expectations of Cavalier, we need him to have a little some of that stuff that Bishop was talking about. A little some of that. We need a miracle. And let me tell you, a miracle is not the suspension of natural, of, of natural law, says Kerry Williams Jr. It's just the execution of a higher power. Let's get this going, y'all. Let's vote. Let's put our energy behind our new mayor. Let's thank him. Thank you, Dominique. Thank you, girls. I know I'm boring. She's asleep. Thank you, Oliver. I'm out. But not before I introduce, you know, you've met already there's a theme going here. The, the, the youngest county executive we ever had. We, uh, we, we, we just elected the, the youngest mayor the city of Milwaukee ever had. And now this is the youngest, youngest county executive, executive over the whole county that I'm about to introduce to you now, and that would be David Crowley. Now I don't know what they was thinking to put me behind the congresswoman. But can we give the mayor another round of applause, please? This is what inauguration looks like. <laughs> Good morning to everyone. I want to say thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of this momentous occasion. It is truly an honor to be invited and share this moment with everyone. And you know, as, as, we, as I stand here to really celebrate a really historic moment for our community, we also stand at the threshold of a new era of leadership. 
Much of what has been said or will be said today by our, many of our illustrious speakers uh, comes from a place of experience and, and delivered with goodwill. And so, Mayor Johnson, I want you to take my words just as that, but also as a man's reflection uh, in support of a friend, a long, long friend. And so I want to offer you counsel centered on three particular principles, collaboration, compromise, and conscious. And I'm going to refer to these as the three C's. And on collaboration, to be honest with you, I think there's very little I can offer you as it respects to advice. For you have experience serving in the office that you now hold. You have been elected to represent an automatic district that you did great at. But you've also elected and served as Common Council President has certainly enlightened your work and your understanding. But, but rather, I'm here to really offer myself as county executive with the full weight of my office, a partner to you. And I, and I think we all know that we are living in a sobering time, one where a global pandemic has exacerbated generational deficiencies and brought to light obstacles, and brought to light obstacles blinding our most vulnerable communities. In Milwaukee County, in partnership with the city of Milwaukee, we've been continuously to work vigorously to solve the multitude of challenges that are before us, whether we're talking about mental health, whether we're talking about housing insecurity, or providing access to transportation. And I think, Mayor, you would definitely agree to this in saying that the time is now. And Mayor Johnson, I am present, I am active, and I am ready for more. And you can count on that level of collaboration, not only from me and my office, but from all of Milwaukee County. And so we come to the second of the three C's, which is compromise. And so to paraphrase an American founding father, compromise does not make great heroes, but it does make great democracies. And although I accept the premise of this maxim, I don't entirely agree with Benjamin Franklin because in a period of division, such as, the, such as what we are experiencing today as a city, as a region, as a state, but as a nation overall, I truly believe compromise does make great heroes. And as you could attest, as the youngest and the first African-American like myself, I remember being sworn in and taking office in the middle of a pandemic. And I will tell you, I quickly learned that and clearly learned that compromise was not solely about meeting in the middle. Or is it a transactional motion? Compromise is empathy. It is care. It is understanding. It is not only knowing the other side, but feeling the other side. It's feeling all sides, but I'll be the first to say you ain't gonna feel everybody. <laughs> but Mayor Johnson, we must usher in a new leadership in local government one with empathy and care for all. This is an area of compromise. And I'm asking you to be that superhero. I need you to be Batman for the city of Milwaukee. <laughs> and so that leaves us with the third and final C, and that is conscious. And I've known you since high school, and I'm not gonna go into any of those stories. <laughs> but I know your abilities, and I know your, your heart. I know you're a true leader, and I want to say trust in your abilities and trust in your heart. And there's an often overused saying 
and we all hear it and use it, which is trust your gut. And I'll be honest, this is an oversimplification of, of explaining the intangible, but of lending it equal weight. But I will speak more plainly about the intangible and tell you to always listen to the constituency of one. And that constituency of one is not you, Kevin. It is a greater power. So act upon your conscience with that understanding, and I assure you that God will work in so many great ways. So I want to say to my dear friend, thank you for this honor, for this pleasure, and being able to speak not only to you, but your family and the people of Milwaukee. And now, as a proud product myself of Milwaukee Public Schools. Go Redcats! It gives me great pleasure to invite Ms. Carolyn Newman, Milwaukee Public School teacher, to the podium. you guys I really appreciate that and he talks about who he had to follow I had to follow that whole row of them <laughs> I'm really nervous so bear with me just a lowly teacher here uh, good morning everyone I am very honored to be here today to say a few words on behalf of Cavalier Johnson I met Cavalier at the tender age of seven when he was a student in my second grade class at Parkview Elementary here in Milwaukee. I was a young teacher at the time, and Cavalier was one of 27 second graders in my charge. You might think it would be hard to remember a little boy you taught so many years ago, but Cavalier stands out in my memory. He stands out because of his bright, infectious smile and his positive attitude. He stands out because he was consistently kind and respectful to adults and his peers alike. Finally, I just have to mention that that child had the most amazing printing for a second grader. <laughs> I can still remember the letters C, A, B, A, L, I, E, R, meticulously printed out at the top of his school papers. When I first saw on social media that a young alderman named Cavalier Johnson was running for Milwaukee mayor, I ran around telling everybody, I know him, I know him. I recognized his name immediately, of course. Among the thousands of students I've had in my career as a teacher and now a school counselor, there has only ever been one Cavalier. But even if I hadn't known him by name, I could never have forgotten his face. Even close to 30 years later, he looks exactly the same. <laughs> and I have the yearbook photos to prove it. As with all educators, I have so many hopes and dreams for my students. Naturally, I want them to be academically successful. But most of all, I want them to grow and develop into strong, 
confident, happy, and productive citizens. Seeing Cavalier grow up to be elected mayor of the city of Milwaukee has made me incredibly proud. His success is my success, and indeed, the success of every educator from Milwaukee Public Schools who has helped him along the way. I wish him nothing but the best as he takes the helm of the great city of Milwaukee and my favorite hometown. The challenges will undoubtedly be great, but if the determination of that little boy I taught all those years ago is any indication, I know that he has what it takes to make a difference. So, Mr. Cavalier Johnson, go out there and do great things for this city. Your second grade teacher will be rooting for you every step of the way. Newman, and what a wonderful story to tell about our mayor, Cavalier Johnson. And thank you to County Executive David Crowley, Congresswoman Gwen Moore, Governor Tony Evers, and Senator Tammy Baldwin. Thank you for your participation in today's event and for your well wishes for our mayor and for our city. Well, the time has arrived. It is now my honor to introduce the City of Milwaukee Clerk, Jim Ozarski, to the stage to administer the oath of office. You look bigger from where I was, wow. Good, good morning, and what a pleasure and what an honor. I'll be terribly brief because the man arrives. Um, I give this to you a line that my predecessor, the longest serving clerk in the history of the city, Ronald Leonard, used to share with school children. He said that an oath can seem very complex and very legal, but it ultimately comes down to two things. One, it is a promise to follow the rules, to, do your, to follow the laws that they're set before you. And the second is to do your very best. And I'm confident that the uh, mayor-elect will do both those things. So it is my great pleasure therewith to call forward mayor-elect Cavalier Johnson and his family. Cordell Johnson, who have been elected, who have been elected, mayor of the city of Milwaukee, mayor of the city of Milwaukee, swear that I will support, swear that I will support the Constitution of the United States, the Constitution of the United States, and the Constitution of the state of Wisconsin, 
and the Constitution of the State of Wisconsin, and will faithfully discharge, and will faithfully discharge the duties of this office, the duties of this office, to the best of my ability, to the best of my ability. So help me God. So help me God. Congratulations. Dominique Johnson and I am Cavalier Johnson's wife. What a special day. I first want to thank our friends, family, to the community, to the mayoral and campaign staff. No man is an island. And we would not have the opportunity to be the change we want to see in Milwaukee if it was not for your continued support. This victory is yours as much as it is ours. Thank you for your dedication and sacrifices. When I sat down to write this speech, I struggled on its context. This historic moment is powerful, and I wanted to add substance to the conversation. There is no doubt I love this man. And frankly, am extremely biased. But as I sat to write, I kept coming to three points. Renewal, hope, character. As we crossed the city in order to get to the beautiful Harley-Davidson Museum, I looked out the window and spring was all around. The grass is getting greener. Flowers are just starting to bud. And soon enough, trees will begin to blossom. I began to feel the excitement that spring brings. I feel that same excitement when I think of this city. The excitement of starting again, awakening something dormant, and reaching our full potential. This impor the importance of this moment is not lost on Cavalier and me. A renewal of a promise that all of us are created equal, that in Milwaukee, regardless of your race, your gender, ethnic background, or who you choose to love, we can achieve great things. That it takes all people to work together to create the city we want to, pre for, to create the city we want for our present and future. Which brings me to my second point, hope. Hope is so powerful because it is based on trust. A trust and desire for certain things to come to pass. We hope because we love. We love our neighbors. We love our neighborhood. And we love our city. And we believe in investing in those things for a brighter future for all. But let's be honest. That investment, it takes work. The people of Milwaukee have invested in our city and in Cavalier as mayor. It is not taken for granted. I believe that Cavalier was elected on that hope. The hope that Cavalier will be a mayor we can trust to do the right thing. 
lead, and represent us all to create a brighter future. To do as he says, and I quote, make Milwaukee the best city in America. When I first met Cavalier, besides thinking he was cute, <laughs> it was his character that attracted me. Every time I talked to Cavalier, he was either giving blood, volunteering at community brainstorming, helping on someone's political campaign, or just being there for a friend. I admired his ability to give to others so selflessly, and I was inspired to do the same. This man, he works, y'all. He works. <laughs> Kevler has a quiet confidence that permeates all aspects of his life, but especially in his leadership. He has the wisdom to know when he needs to speak up, but also when he needs to listen. I have watched Kevler work with all people. That sometimes includes people who didn't always agree with Kevler, but his tenacity his belief, and his respect for others makes him undeniable to work with. This leadership discernment is what I believe to be one of Cavalier's greatest assets, the wisdom to know there are no absolutes in life, that people are not all good or all bad, all right or all wrong, but that people are valuable and everyone can make a difference. It is that strength of character that lets Cavalier know he alone cannot fix it. To not work, do this work for accolades or blind ambition, but for a bigger purpose than himself. We have a saying in our house, it's not about you, it's not about me, it's about us. Kevler knows his success is only meaningful if we all succeed. I believe in the renewed hope this city invested in on April 5th. Not just because I believe in Cavalier, but because I believe in us. So please, help me welcome my handsome husband <laughs> and our mayor, Cavalier Johnson. so much Dominique it is your love it is your grace it's your boundless patience patience that I know that I have tested uh, that has allowed me to stand on this stage yes with a beautiful family and a smile on my face but I want you to know that I am indebted to you more than you will ever know more than you know 
While my name may appear in the history books, uh, it's your name that will ring constantly in my heart and in my mind. So, my dear, I love you. Thank you. Senator Baldwin, Governor Evers, Congresswoman Gwen Moore, County Executive David Crowley, Chairwoman Marcelia Nicholson, thank you for your kind words and for sharing this day with me. Bishop Daniels, Makta, Bessahaya, Jim Ozarski, and my second grade teacher, y'all. <laughs> Carolyn Newman, I so appreciate your contributions to this ceremony. And today, we open a new chapter in Milwaukee's history. We open it with appreciation, appreciation of the significance of this moment. It's a generational transition in Milwaukee, and it's a departure from our city's long custom of deriving executive leadership from only men of European background. We're a diverse city. I embrace that diversity. I embrace that adversity and the change that has arrived here in Milwaukee. And I'm also humbled, so humbled, by the support voters across Milwaukee have provided. From north to south, from east to west, from every aldermanic district, from every ward, people cast ballots for me. And yes, I will always have a special place in my heart, it is true, for my now former uh, aldermanic district and the people who both elected me and re-elected me to the Milwaukee County Council. Now I extend my loyalty, my dedication, my service, my appreciation to residents citywide, all over the city. And I proudly accept my role as mayor for every corner of our great city. I'm so honored to have my family here today, my wife, Dominique, uh, my children, you heard the mob, <laughs> Madison, my son Oliver, my sleepy daughter Bella. She got up at 5.30 this morning, Gwen, and wasn't you. <laughs> so a special thanks to you kids and so many of my extended family members who are here as well. And thanks so much to everybody who helped to make my election possible. I see so many of you here uh, in the audience, and I want you to know how appreciative I am. To our host this morning, Harley Davidson and the beautiful Harley Davidson Museum, again, thank you so much. This company's long history in Milwaukee and its iconic brand so closely identified with this city are reasons I selected this site for my inauguration. But there are other reasons, too. We're along a major waterway, and water is why this city was founded here. We're, we're at, yeah. Environmental Collaboration Office, yes. 
We're at a location in Milwaukee that's neither north nor south. It's a bridge between the two. And we're here on a parcel of land that was redeveloped remarkably from a barren public works yard into a world-class entertainment and tourist destination right here in our city. And we will see transformation throughout Milwaukee in the coming years. I'm not talking just about landmarks and high-rise buildings. I'm talking about the addition of new family-supporting jobs, new investments in city neighborhoods, improvements in public infrastructure and transformation in spirit, a sense of optimism that we can solve problems, we can build on Milwaukee's quality of life, and we can give our children and our grandchildren a future we can all be proud of. So, so then the question is, is, how do we get there? We start with partnerships. The county executive touched on it. The work ahead will be more successful. It'll be more productive when we work together. That means finding common interest between city government and community groups, reinforcing relationships that can advance projects, bring businesses together to help remedy our biggest challenges, and so much more. With every major challenge that we face here in Milwaukee, whether it's a matter of public safety, a governmental fiscal issue, or concern about Milwaukee's children, cooperation is the best path forward. This is particularly true as we address public safety. No one wants violence erupting in their neighborhood. Nobody don't want that. No one. No one wants reckless drivers careening through traffic. The Milwaukee Police Department plays a critical role in making our city safer. But I want the department to be sufficiently staffed, and I want officers to be in the community providing effective, respectful, constitutional, and community policing. I also, I also want police officers to know that they're not alone. The city's Office of Violence Prevention joins in the work to increase public safety with a focus on prevention as well as intervention. The criminal justice system, including prosecutors, courts, and corrections, those must function as well. I also expect residents in Milwaukee to realize their roles and take active steps to improve safety in our city. If we're to make our city safer, we all need to do more, every last one of us. And an excellent example of that is our Milwaukee Fire Department. Yes, we can cheer for the fire department. They're great. Yes, the, the, the Milwaukee Fire Department is superb at ex extinguishing fires, but they have incorporated work to prevent death and damage from fires. They're excellent at responding to medical emergencies, but they also are in the community preventing medical emergencies from happening in the first place. Our Department of Public Works is redesigning streets to constrain reckless driving. We're changing the rules and confiscating unregistered vehicles used by those who brazenly ignore traffic safety in our city. But as much as we would want simple solutions, our public safety challenges and the solutions, in fact, they're, they're more complicated. The homicide numbers this year are unacceptably alarming. And I've spoken to close family members of murder victims, and I've seen the impact of these killings. 
the, the, the senselessness of them all and the finality. Loss and grief affect people across Milwaukee. I believe that together we can reduce homicide deaths and an important step is to toughen laws to keep guns away from people who should not have them in the first place. It's common sense. It's common sense. It's common sense, but we need our partners in state government to work with us to make gun safety a priority. In some of our serious crime categories, the trends are improving. Compared to last year, robbery, burglary, and rape are down double-digit percentages from the first few months of this time last year. Aggravated assaults, aggravated assaults and car thefts are down too. So let's build on those trends. If we can reduce these crimes, I am confident that we can bring homicide numbers down too. I strongly believe the most important ingredient needed for neighborhood stability, safety, and hope is a strong economy. A strong economy. That means, that means good jobs and good pay and increased opportunity. I want, I want fewer evictions and I want more home ownership in Milwaukee. In this city, in this city, I want less hunger and I want more hope. In Milwaukee, I want a reduction in trauma and an increase in school attendance. All of these things, every last one of them, they can occur with a stronger economy. But city government itself is not creating new, well-paying jobs. Uh, but we can be a partner. I look at Century City, the area between 27th and Townsend, 35th to Capitol Drive, and I see so much opportunity there. Let's work together to create good jobs there, and let's bring new opportunities for workers to Haven Woods, to the Menominee Valley, and around the airport. Let's create good jobs for folks in this city. With the right private sector proposals, my administration will deploy the financing tools we have to get deals done and make new employment a reality across Milwaukee, across the whole city. <laughs> Development downtown is wonderful, and I want that to continue. But even so, my priority is investment, buildings and jobs in our neighborhoods. We, we simply have not seen enough of that, and we need to see that happen, too. Downtown is great, and we support that, but we need to see growth and investment in our neighborhoods across Milwaukee. So, and with that, I will continue my efforts to make sure hardworking people are paid a fair wage. And I'm not, I'm not asking the private sector to do anything we at city government haven't already done. $15 per hour is the minimum for city workers. $15 an hour is also the minimum wage we insisted Milwaukee Tool will pay at its new offices at 5th and Michigan Streets. The $62 million investment 
at the Milwaukee Athletic Club is paying $15 an hour as well. So uh, all employers, uh, I believe that all employers should be paying $15 an hour. Fair wages, dollars in people's pockets. That, that's what makes our neighborhoods stable. And that stability leads to, to healthier neighborhoods, and healthier neighborhoods will be safer neighborhoods. All, all levels of government must be more than plodling bureaucracies. And I will not allow that at City Hall. My approach will bring goals, accountability, and results to the work of municipal government. Routinely, and I've already started this, I'll be out from behind my desk at city departments and in the field. I'm not a micromanager, but I am, however, a listener, a planner, and a champion for positive change. It is that, that positive change. Positive change. I know that's what I want, and I know as well that's what my colleagues on the Common Council want as well. They want that for Milwaukee too. And I look forward to working with each and every single one of them in order to make that happen. So thank you, Council members, for being here. There are so many good people working in the ranks of city government. They're knowledgeable and they're conscientious. I'll be bolstering their ranks as vacancies occur and we're filling them with top-notch additions. And just so it's clear, I have very little patience. I have very little patience for the dishonest accusations, the baseless innuendos, and outright threats leveled at our city workers. Whether, whether the targets are health officials dealing with COVID or election workers operating with accuracy and integrity, I will vigorously defend those workers. Vigorously. It also must be said that disingenuous, politically motivated falsehoods are wrong, and together we need to stand up to such bullying. As I have pledged, I am taking steps to prevent the impending fiscal problems looming for city government. Milwaukee is extraordinarily constrained when it comes to raising tax revenue to pay for the services that all of us in this room, whether you live in the city or you're a commuter or a visitor, expect and deserve. Think about this. When retail prices rise and sales increase, the state of Wisconsin collects more sales tax revenue. When salaries increase and capital gains are realized, the state collects more income tax. In contrast, the city of Milwaukee's only tax revenue is the property tax, which does not bring in more revenue as real estate prices go up. Compounding the problem, state shared revenue, a major source of funds to pay for city operations, is stuck at levels from 20 years ago. 20 years ago. And Milwaukee is not alone. The system for funding local governments in Wisconsin is broken. It's simply broken, and we need to fix it. In my travels across the state, I've heard the same thing from mayors across Wisconsin. 
We must have sufficient revenue to pay for the salaries, the, the pensions, the equipment, the materials needed to provide basic services our residents expect and deserve. But the only way to solve this problem is to work collaboratively with leaders in Madison to get Milwaukee's fiscal house in order. And I've initiated those discussions, and I'm hopeful legislative leaders will join in a solution. Neighboring municipalities in Milwaukee County and in our adjacent counties know the city's vibrancy is important to them. When our economy in this city is strong, when our city is safe, and our quality of life is high, the entire region benefits. And beyond just the region benefiting, the state of Wisconsin also benefits when Milwaukee is strong. Think about that. Without Milwaukee, without this city, there is no Major League Baseball in Wisconsin. There is none. There's none. Without Milwaukee, there is no world champion, NBA world champion, Milwaukee Bucks. Somebody just say Bucks and Six? Bucks and Six. That wouldn't happen. That would, the team would not be here if it were not for this city. Think of this as well. We live in probably the most politically competitive purple state in America. But there is no way, there's zero chance that the National Republican Party would even consider hosting a convention in Wisconsin if it were not for the presence of Milwaukee in this state. Wouldn't happen. Wouldn't happen. So, Milwaukee is good. Milwaukee is good for the state, culturally as well as economically. Our city is a tremendous value added to the entire state of Wisconsin. We need to get that message across. Look, I was raised in Milwaukee's neighborhoods with some of the deepest challenges that exist here. My family moved frequently. We were far from wealthy. Crime and violence were never far away. For most of my early education, it was a different school each year. What I had was people who cared. It was my father who told me early on to get off the block. You know, at first, I took him pretty literally. <laughs> I crossed the street, I was like, what's happening over here? But as I got older, I understood he was speaking figuratively, that I needed to see and experience more. I followed that advice. I followed my mom's advice too, which was never give up. Never give up. I had guidance from people at the YMCA who gave me opportunities and instilled a passion for service. That's where white president at the time, Jack Lund, encouraged me not to chase dollars, but instead to chase purpose in life. It's also where I met my dear friend Victor, who showed me that wherever you're from, however you look or speak, we can all come together around a common accord. I had teachers, including my second grade teacher, Carolyn Newman, 
who taught, encouraged, and nurtured me so that I had a foundation and confidence to go forward in life. Two weeks ago, I proudly stood with Mentor Greater Milwaukee at an event to enroll city employees as mentors. I know firsthand how important mentors can be because in my life, it was caring adults that helped to guide me to achieve greater things. I think about those experiences when I meet young Milwaukee residents, children who looked like me when I was that age. And I want them to realize what's possible. I want them to fulfill their potential. Because we all make mistakes, but far too often a young person's bad choices and difficult circumstances derail their chances for success later on in life. I want all young people in Milwaukee to know that they could be medical professionals, they could be business executives, they could be skilled tradespeople, they could be entrepreneurs, they could be artists, they could be educators, and yes, they could be mayor. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. My, my perspective on this city is shaped by my background, and through that I will bring approaches and solutions to the mayor's office that others, people with a more traditional outlook, have previously not offered. As I raised my hand and swore to perform my duties, I did so with a solemn commitment to the people of Milwaukee. I will lead this city with my full energy, with the highest level of integrity, and with an unwavering focus on building a better, stronger, and safer city. Better, stronger, and safer. Thank you very much. Let's get to work. God bless Milwaukee. God bless you. Thank you. to have you as the 45th mayor of Milwaukee. To commemorate today's historic moment and to honor the moment of our first elected black mayor of Milwaukee and to honor those that came before us, I welcome again Praise Motivated and leading us in singing the Black National Anthem Lift Every Voice and Sing by James Weldon Johnson.
you, Grace Motivated. This concludes today's program. Thank you to all those that made today happen, to staff, volunteers, guests, and voters. Congratulations to our new mayor and to his family. And we urge you to keep working alongside our mayor for a stronger, safer, more prosperous Milwaukee. Please drive safely, everyone, and every day. Thank you.